1: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover bank member FDIC.
2: Welcome to the Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up.
1: Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everybody. Hey Joe. Hi Carleen. A little behind-the-scenes moment. Normally, Carleen wears the headphones. We can only (laughs) fit one pair of headphones into our like recording device. I'm wearing them right now, though. Do you feel
2: weird? I feel lost and alone, as (laughs) if on an island. But that's okay. But you sound good. That's you know what? That's my week. I'm a little adrift. It's true. What is going on with your chart? (laughs) Yeah, I've been having some issues. I booked a party venue for my husband's 40th birthday, Mm -hmm. and it's like all the plans are crashing down. And then, you know, we were in LA Mm -hmm. and I bought that bathing suit Mm -hmm. and then it didn't fit. That was a shit show. Because I'm dumb. And um, I can't return the bathing suit. Mm -hmm. So it was expensive and I'm not
1: happy. I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret. Usually editors, when we are traveling, pretty much everybody... Usually has a package or two or three waiting at the front desk for them when they check in because we don't want to pay the shipping costs. And
2: so therefore, I mean, not even cool shit. I like Target, whatever. I bought a designer bathing suit and it didn't fit. So here's a tip. Don't order a bathing suit online. So
1: we just want to touch on LA again, because we know we already did the Sephora recap. We had two full episodes dedicated to it, but we did some other stuff when we were in Los Angeles meeting new pod friends. Mm -hmm. And our guest today is a fellow podcaster. Her name is Lauren Everts Bostick. And she was actually on stage at
2: Sephora when we were there. So Lauren has a podcast with her husband, Michael. It's called The Skinny Confidential Him and Her Podcast. Mm -hmm. She has a blog by the name of The Skinny Confidential. It covers beauty, wellness, and lifestyle. And um, it's been featured in Shape and Women's Health and Self and all that. She looks like a million bucks. So she's all about sharing those tips and tricks and her husband is super into entrepreneurship, and mm-hmm. they've built up this podcast. It's had 19 million downloads. That is so impressive. Yeah, in just a couple of years, they've had everybody
1: from serial entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk to people who are killing the beauty and style game like Ali Webb and Kate Somerville, and they just had on my very favorite person on Instagram stories uh, right now. In fact, shout out to my friend, Laura, who interviewed Introduce me to this woman. Her name is Heather McMahon on Instagram stories. They just interviewed her on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Go listen to it. It is so funny. Yeah. But stay tuned for later in the show. We just go really deep on what's on Lauren's top shelf. She is absolutely hilarious. She's a complete open book. We talk about boob jobs, shaving your face, um, no holds barred, no filter. You're going to love her. And while I was in LA, sadly, you had to head home, Carlene, but I did a pod swap with Lauren. So not only is she on our show, but I'm going to be on her show as well.
2: Yeah. And while we were in LA, we also sat down with the co-hosts of Forever 35 podcast. No pod swap there. Only so much time, guys. Yeah. We met with Dory Schiffreer and Kate Spencer. So it was a pleasure sitting down with them. They have an amazing self-care podcast that you probably already listened to. Um, they have this NPR style, really soft, nurturing voice Moment that we of Zen. love. Moment yeah. of Zen. I love everything about what they're doing. And then we also met
1: up with another beauty podcaster, Jackie Johnson. Sort of the
2: opposite. Yeah, she's po- wild. Yeah,
1: she her podcast is a comedy beauty podcast. It is so damn funny. Jackie Johnson, she's an actress. She's a comedian. She does improv. She does it all in LA. And she's a one-woman show on this podcast. So I really want to support what she's doing. Natch Butte is a uh, comedy, but it really, she's got all the cruelty free beauty brands that you want to know about. Vegan, she really lives that in her day-to-day life. and. She has great guests on and they just, it's friggin' hilarious. She's always talking about cream your damn neck. And she's got this great <laughs> like Southern drawl and she's beautiful and really kind and generous to sit down and meet with us. So before we get to the main event, we just want to talk about a little bit of news of the day because there's so much happening in beauty always. Cruelty free beauty. And it's been a huge week for this topic.
2: Yes. Cover girl has announced they are now the largest makeup brand to be Leaping Bunny certified by Cruelty Free International. This is major. Pretty soon you're going to see all of those little uh, bunny logos on all of their jars in drugstores. So they're going to be phasing out old products and bringing in new products that yeah. meet this standard. Yeah, it'll happen over time. But what it actually means is that CoverGirl, not only will they not test on animals, but they will be auditing all of their suppliers in their yep. supply chain to make sure that they are not testing on animals. Mm-hmm. So this is quite the undertaking. Yeah, and I
1: really think you needed a big, powerful brand like CoverGirl to take this stance. It's one thing for indie brands to demand it, but mm-hmm. these suppliers have to be scared straight in yeah. a way because if CoverGirl's coming to them and saying, either you comply or mm-hmm. you're going to lose our business, yeah, it is a massive... Business decision at that point. CoverGirl, I think they have a billion dollars in retail sales annually. Yeah. So they're not playing and they have gotten everybody in line with this. And all I have to say is like, your move, every other
2: drugstore brand. Thank you. Next. Like, it's yeah. just completely setting a new standard. Cody, who's the parent company of CoverGirl, has said that this is a first step in the partnership with Cruelty Free International. (laughs) Apparently, we can expect to see another brand under their umbrella who will be Cruelty Free by 2020, and they own companies like Clairol, Rimmel, Bourgeois, and a ton of designer fragrances. Yeah,
1: so that's very exciting, and I just think it's kind of, to me, like a watershed moment in the beauty biz, not unlike what we saw with Fenty, where they just set a standard. It's for... 40 shades now everybody get in line mm-hmm. and then sure enough if you didn't come out with 40 shades yeah. you were sort of seen as lagging behind i think this has created a new
2: standard and you're going to see everybody um, following suit, I really hope so. And kudos to CoverGirl because, frankly, this is part of their whole re- rebranding mm-hmm. that started a couple of years ago. You know, they've changed their tagline. Mm-hmm. It's no longer easy breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. Now it's I am what I make up. Mm-hmm. So it's so much more progressive. Speaks to today's millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. Um, they also quickly came out with forty shades after mm-hmm. Fenty. They were right on it. Yeah, they have way more inclusivity in their ad campaigns now. So I think this is just part of the whole direction that they're going and they were definitely at risk of just becoming irrelevant Yeah, and they really turned it around. Yeah. Shaking shit up. Mm -hmm. Um, In
1: other news, just want to touch on the fact that Glossier, they opened their new showroom in New York city. They've had, I think more than 500,000 people have come through the doors at Glossier since they opened that showroom in 2014 So they've created a more dedicated space. It looks like a Zen bathroom and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sinks to wash your hands and your face. And um, it's just like this whole creating a deeper connection, IRL, with Glossier customers. So um, it's almost like a tourist destination now. When you go, if you're a
2: beauty lover or a fashion lover, you go to New York, you go to the Glossier showroom. Absolutely. It's multi-levels. It's on Lafayette. And didn't you mention that they have some of their archives or sort of... Um, framed and put on the wall. So it's almost going to be a bit of a glossy Museum or something. Another grand opening that's super exciting will be happening in early 2019. So Drybar founder Ali Webb has announced a whole new enterprise called Squeeze. So she's taking the same idea with Drybar, which was just
1: all about saving women time and money, have great looking hair, and you're out the door. So the same thing for massages. They start at $39 for a 20-minute massage, and they go all the way up to, like 50 and 80 minute massages that the price points go up 120, $130 somewhere in that range. You book everything on the app. It's a cash-free experience. So you save time even in that front. And I love the idea that it's called squeeze. So it's like squeeze, not only with physical touch, but like squeezing it in when you can. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think, people are ready for this mm-hmm. yeah I think it's about having a consistent experience yes. which doesn't always happen in the massage space mm-hmm. and I think that's really where Ali is an innovator yeah you know when she came out with dry bar there were virtually no blowout bars yep. and so after that came waxing bars and then brow bars and so this is just the next phase to have massage bars mm-hmm. and have that similar type of experience and it's really quite genius yeah and it,
1: you sign up through an So you can say, I don't want to have a male masseuse. I like this kind of pressure. So even that saves so much time. And I always think of whenever I go to a spa, I get like irritated that I have to fill
2: out those forms. I know they're like necessary from a legal point of view, but I'm like, I'm just going to put in a request that um, maybe if you're still in pre-construction mode that you add a couple of nap rooms.
1: get me to a nap and just have like a and just zen out keep yeah. the zen going well, after
2: a massage that's the thing you're so relaxed all you really want to do is sleep but what you really have to do is get out your wallet you got to pay you got to think about tipping you get in your car or get on the subway yeah it
1: blows well no see i'm the opposite i just want to get in i want the service and i want to get out really i don't I want to nap i, wanna I don't want to see any men minutes. like i do not want to see a man in a robe anywhere around me uh, there is no, no, no need for it Okay, so moving on to our main event, yes. and that is our chat with Lauren Everts-Bostick. Um, she is the founder and creator of the Skinny Confidential brand. It's a blog. It's a podcast. She has a YouTube channel. She is no holds barred. She is smart as hell. She is funny. She knows beauty. She knows what she likes.
2: Um, we get really deep on her top shelf. She's like that friend that yes. you want to bring to the club on the Saturday night. <laughs> You're like, hmm, we're missing something. Lauren! Yeah, she's just going to turn it up, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But she's at the same time, I think, just working her ass off. So I wasn't there, unfortunately, for this meeting with Lauren. We will rain check for a future date. But I did listen. I thoroughly enjoyed all of the top shelf tips. I really enjoyed the conversation about her jaw surgery. That was kind of crazy how life changing that was. So without further ado, over to Lauren. Lauren. <laughs>
0: I am Lauren from The Skinny Confidential. I started my blog probably eight years ago, which Mm -hmm. it was not cool to blog at all when I started. And I was a bartender, no money. Like no money.
1: You're on that LA grind? A San Diego grind. San Diego, okay. Yeah, I was living
0: in San Diego, was living with my godparents, um, just scraping by. Yeah. Um, taking jobs here and there, bartending, teaching pure bar Pilates, going to school full time, and completely uninspired. Didn't know what I wanted to do. And just saw on campus that there was this this space. There was all these sorority girls and you know they were they were connecting and meeting up and paying $800 a semester to be a part of these communities. And there was no healthy food on campus. And I saw this sort of disconnect. I was like, how can I bring all these women together? There's 20,000 women on this campus. How can I bring them together in a way that's free? And share tips and tricks and diet modifications. Mm-hmm on campus so it it definitely started with a niche which is why i think i'm so attracted to your podcast Mm because it it starts with a niche Mm -hmm. i think to really grow a powerful brand Mm -hmm. and the niche was tips and tricks from women all around the world you know diet modifications health modifications fitness modifications very inclusive and not just about me not what i'm eating what i'm doing i wanted to know other women's tips and tricks i was curious right and Um, I was very methodical and strategic with how I launched the Skinny Confidential. It wasn't like I was like, I want to be a blogger. It it was, I'm going to create a brand. And in doing that, I'm going to lay the foundation and I'm going to, you know, lay everything out with the textures and the colors and how I want it to feel and how who am I talking to? What does this girl look like? You know, what does she listen to on the on, on the way to work? What time is she working? What color are her nails? Like, I really created this this girl.
1: That's what they do at magazines. They do, yes. They that. always have like a, a reader name. They'll call her like Robin, and they'll be like, Robin lives in this suburb, and she has this color hair, and yeah. So you did that without even knowing. I
0: had I no no idea. <laughs> My girl's name's Kate. Really? Yeah. I oh have a God. whole name for her. I, I love Caitlin.
1: Yeah. You, and you had no background in publishing at all.
0: <laughs> I had no background in anything. I, all I knew is that I liked to write. I liked to take pictures and I liked to be the center of attention. So I kind of put all those things together. A year later, it took me a year to launch it. I mean, I, I, I hired a guy on Craigslist. I said, can I pay you $50 a month? Uh, until I pay off this $500 website. And can, can I also draw this on a poster board? And can you create it online? And that's what I did. I took a huge Rite Aid poster board and drew everything I wanted out, a horrible drawer and, you know, went to the fabric store and the textile store and Home Depot to get paint swabs and really created this blog in in front of my face that I would work on for six weeks. And I showed it to him and he created it. A year later, the Skinny Confidential launched.
1: That's very impressive. And you were still like hustling, doing, going to school, doing all of that on the side. Yes. And that's
0: why I have a lot of readers that will reach out and they say, I work full time. I'm a mom. I'm this. And I, I trust me, I've never been a mom, but I do get I get I was working until uh, probably twelve or one at night going home, returning emails from like probably one to two thirty waking up, shooting content, teaching pure bar and Pilates, going to school full time, coming home, writing the blog post and doing social media in the bathroom at work. Um, from like, you know, four to five, I would ha- try to get all my social media done.
1: That's similar to, um, I think, anybody who gets something off the ground from their house. Like I mean, when we talked to Emily Weiss from Glossier on our podcast, she was working at Vogue at the time. You you can't slouch when you're, you know, working at Vogue and she would get up in the morning at 5am and do all of the editing and everything for Into the Gloss when she started that. So there's so much behind the scenes. Yes, you can
0: always make it work if it's a priority.
1: Yeah. yeah. And did you, um? how did you come up with the name? Because maybe some people don't know what the skinny confidential is sort of all about in the mo
0: yeah so the skinny confidential actually has nothing to do with being skinny it's it's like get the juice get the scoop get the skinny okay you know when you're in when you were younger in high school and you maybe asked a girl like where'd you get that shirt and they're like this old thing yeah I don't remember but they totally knew where they got it yeah I wanted to penetrate that person I wanted to know what her shirt was what the secrets are what the tips are and and get everyone's Uh, secret tips and juice and put it in one spot.
1: And so you're into blogging, content creating. And then when did you guys start the podcast, which... Is called the Skinny Confidential. Him and her podcast. Yes, and you co-host it with
0: my husband. He's um, not with
1: us today, but he's tell us not everything. with
0: us. He he's into skincare, but we haven't gotten him into the beauty end. <laughs> I, I'm working on it.
1: No eyeliner. No Michael, guy liner yet, for Michael. Yet,
0: I'm trying to get him like to do like the Tom Ford under eye concealer, but oh, he's yeah. not there yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, casual sixty dollar concealer or whatever oh, it is. Is it
0: really? Yeah, he can just use my um my Mac or my <laughs> it cosmetics if he wants. Yeah,
1: it works just as well. So um yeah, tell us about the podcast. How you. Started it
0: so I started to see that everyone was posting pictures that were very curated and that's kind of where it was going and I I get I get bored with myself like how many pictures of myself can I post how many selfies can I post without it, it starts to get stale and so I, I saw a space again where it, we needed more depth and so I thought to myself, how can I have a more intimate experience with my audience? And I was really struggling with it for like a year. I, I mean, I remember calling my manager and being like I, need, like, I need to do, like, I don't know what to do. I was kind of like itching myself with it. So we were in Cabo, buzzed off margaritas, and Michael said, let's start a podcast. And this is, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier, yeah. where it wasn't like the coolest thing in the world yet to do a podcast. Yeah, it was
1: just like a lot of n- nerdy guys talking about technology totally. for a really long time.
0: Totally. And so we were like, you know what? Let's start a podcast. What the hell? And for me, it 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 literally gets me off yeah. that I am able to talk to my audience with with such intimacy and depth and also save them time. Yeah. So when you're sitting through Instagram and consuming that content and scrolling through it or reading a blog, you're you're taking up someone's time. With a podcast, I hope that someone that's listening right now is doing their makeup or cleaning their house. And so you're saving them time. So it just the whole thing with a podcast for me just feels really good. They're learning, they're ta- having takeaways that they can apply to their own life and they're getting something done.
1: Yeah. And you're in you and your husband do it together and it's I love the banter you guys have. You're always taking a piss out of each other. It's like very cheeky content, right? Is that sort of like by design? You know,
0: one thing with our relationship is we're all we're always laughing. We take nothing seriously. It's all funny. We're always poking fun at each other. It's not for everyone. It works for us. I mean, I've known him since I was 12. So, we definitely wow. know how to like go at each other in a way that's like works for us. And I think that one of the reasons that we are together still today, not, we haven't been together since we were 12, that's a whole different story, but, uh, is because it's stimulating. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, the witty banter, cheekiness really works. And just to answer your question, the podcast has been around for two years.
1: I was going to ask you, if people don't know, I read that you guys also created a very cheeky beauty product together. You and Michael.
0: You know, it's, I can't take credit for it. It's Michael and Weston's. Weston's his partner. We've known Weston again since we were 12. And we were, Michael and I were using coconut oil for lube for years. This like is
1: the best story ever. Uh, for
0: like f- seriously four years. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I don't want to put Astroglide down there. Like, I don't want to eat Astroglide. I don't want anything to do with Astroglide. So we used coconut oil. And it was just really great sex. And I, I told my audience, I'm like, you guys have to try this. It's amazing. And you can get your healthy fats in while you're multitasking. <laughs> I'm always about multitasking. So the audience went and tried it. They were emailing me. There was all this feedback.
1: Does like, Trader Joe's like, sells out of coconut oil because of you? It,
0: hopefully it's the organic <laughs> unrefined. <sighs> I feel like Taylor, who's our producer, didn't didn't go that crazy. I feel like he's more of a generic coconut oil, but you never know. <laughs>
1: So you guys saw, so you that was your go-to. Yes, and, then-
0: and so our friend Weston came to us, and I, I I told all Michael's friends. I have really good relationships with all his guy friends. I'm like, you guys have to try this. It's the best. So he goes to Whole Foods, and he, he comes back, and he's like, Lauren, I had to carry this huge tub of coconut oil, and it's embarrassing, and then I get home, and I have to dig my hands in it. So he goes, I think we should create a product. And I'm very focused on the Skinny Confidential. Eventually, there will be a product line. So I I said, I don't have any time to create a product. Just want to be transparent. But you and Michael should go create this. And I'll be a tester and like a guinea pig and give you my feedback. And so they did. And there's a product called Woo now that's out. And it's called Woo More Play. And it's amazing sex. You can eat it, lick it, suck it. It. And it has beeswax and stevia and vanilla essence in it, and it's it's really
1: great. Oh my god, I love that you guys did that. And so maybe more to come from more for, to come for products lines. Okay, so what is on your top shelf right now? Ooh, no one's ever asked me that. Okay, for skin or for beauty? Um, either or both, whatever you're feeling right now.
0: OK, so I'm like, I'm going to get very specific. Yes. There's nothing worse than when you ask someone this question, I yes. feel like. And they're just kind of like, oh, it's a Mac. Like we need we need exact.
1: I can't remember the labels yeah. off of it. OK, yeah, that's usually what people say. <laughs> we
0: can't do that. We no, can't do that. No. OK, tell me
1: all of the all of the goods.
0: So the first thing is grapeseed oil, mm-hmm. organic, cold pressed. That's what I take my makeup off with. I would never, ever, ever use a wipe. I do not like wiping my face downward. Yeah. The other thing that I cannot live without is a facial massager. Mm-hmm. I had double jaw surgery. I was so swollen. I'll I've show you a picture. S- I've
1: seen pictures of when I was researching, you poor thing.
0: It was, I was. I had an identity crisis. I was swollen like that for three years. Oh my it was gosh. nuts. And my face was out to here. Yeah. And the only thing that worked was manipulation yeah. of
1: the face. So to actually like sculpt it back. And guys, if you guys haven't seen this picture, Lauren's face was like. I I don't even know you you look like a different person it's
0: horrible google the skinny confidential jaw surgery it's like it, it was so traumatic so facial manipulation saved my life and what's funny now is in the morning I can feel now the second I'm inflamed wow so right now I feel very inflamed and I actually booked a facial later today because I just know the facials are my thing. I mm-hmm. would do them once a week, twice a week. I, I would don't care about handbags. I don't care about shoes. I care about facials. Yeah. I want a tight sculpted face and I can feel inflammation the second it's in there. So I have the Clarisonic Uplift and then I have, um, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, the Foyer, Forio. Yeah, the pink one. Yeah. And I use that every single day day and night. I cannot, if you want a tight chiseled face, yeah. that is your friend. Now the trick is, is that you have to go out and then bring it down the neck. Right. So a lot of people will just massage their face. If you don't bring it down the neck, it gets stuck mm-hmm. and the lymph system doesn't detoxify it, right. which you pee it out. Yeah, And you're going to pee a lot because you're getting fluid out of your body.
1: Absolutely. It's just like after a facial, you often have to pee a lot or a body treatment of any type.
0: Exactly. Same you're kind of getting, thing. You're
1: getting rid of it.
0: And once you start doing facial massage regularly, you you can't go back.
1: Do you have a video of that on your website of you doing that?
0: I have so many videos on YouTube <laughs> of me doing it because I do it so much. I also do Gua Sha with my yes, facialist, but yes. that's not on my top
1: shelf, so I won't go yeah. there. That's a whole different Where's, thing. What's your facialist? Who is it in L.A.? We need to make a like a black book
0: i don't have one in la yet because i'm from san diego okay i have a girl that um her name is mo and she um is at heal thy goddess on instagram okay and she has a touch that is like a yin to my yang i'm very very anxious and high strung and when i go into her there's like the touch that she does that just makes me relax and I return an hour of emails mm-hmm. while I get a facial massage. And I walk out, you know, I walk in looking like a nutty professor and walk out looking
1: <laughs> tight and Contoured. <laughs> have you ever tried Face Gym? Do they have that out here? I love Face Gym. OK, we don't have that yet. But I love see it. everybody doing it on Instagram. And it's like their face is like. Like moving a million miles a minute because they're just like the intensity of the massage. You
0: you would love Face Gym. Yeah.
1: I want to I feel like do you it. guys should
0: um, interview the creators.
1: Yeah. While well, we're getting our faces yeah. <laughs> tightened. Lift everything up. You're okay. Really- what else? What okay. else is on your okay, top shelf? I interrupted you. No, no,
0: no, 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 Interrupt away. So facial massage is definitely up there. I also love Dr. Dennis's vitamin C. Yeah. Uh, my favorite product of his is the exfoliating moisturizer because it's like a rough texture, but it's also a lot of moisture. It's okay. very, it's very weird. It's like kind of juxtaposition. Um, I love Kate Somerville's exfoliate. Yeah, that's like my f- iconic. Oh, it smells so good. Yeah, but you have to use it in the shower. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's something about the shower that steams it up and gets it going.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. This is straight from her mouth, not from mine. Mm-hmm. She said you have to use it in the shower. It, it like, I don't know, it, it it, penetrates it or something. Yeah.
1: Probably opens up the pores when you have the steam and all of that and helps to get a better cleanse.
0: Totally. Um, what else do I have on my top shelf? I have, I cannot live without, in fact, I have it in my bag, It Cosmetics CC Cream. Yeah. It is by far the best coverage in the most dewy way ever.
1: I use that one too. Which one are you into? The new one, or? Right now, I like oh, the she's illuminating pulling her one. bag, people.
0: So I like the illuminating one. Mm-hmm. But right now, for some reason, I'm having a moment with the oil-free
1: matte. That's the one I have too.
0: You know why I like this too? It's SPF 40.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I like the light medium one mm-hmm. There, There's something about this When it hits the beauty blender And you need a damp beauty blender So make sure it's Absolutely. wet Absolutely That just lays on the skin mm-hmm. I don't know what it is And everyone I've recommended to Says the same thing
1: Yeah This this woman is a billionaire now And there's a reason why she, Yeah I'm not surprised Yeah
0: so. And you know apparently she's You have to interview her too yeah. Can you interview her We're for trying. me We're
1: trying Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: um, She um, started this apparently For stage makeup Yeah So maybe that's I like a lot of of coverage
1: she had her story was that um, QVC gave her a chance like five minutes on air and she was like how am I going to sell this product and she put it on half her face she has like terrible rosacea she put on half her. She had it all on, and then she took it off. Yeah, smart and genius. Sold out, and genius. now she's a billionaire. Those L'Oreal are the best company.
0: Yeah, those are the best kind of ads. I think when yeah. it's like a real situation, yeah. not some perfect editorial, exactly. airbrushed thing. So true. Um, uh, but mix this. I I have this caffeinated sunscreen that you can only find on Amazon.
1: Okay,
0: it's a white label brand. It's nothing special. Put that sunscreen on first. It tightens the skin. Uh-huh. This is all tips I picked up through jaw surgery. Uh-huh. It tightens the skin because there's caffeine in it, mm-hmm. so it gives this the it cosmetic CC cream a nice layer to it. And then I like Laura Mercier translucent powder oh. on top, but only a little because I like I like dew.
1: Yeah, I have I use basically that same combo almost. You do. In, the, in the summer all the time. I translucent powder from Laura Mercier. Best one, and then that one.
0: Don't you think it lays nice? It
1: does with the, especially with the damp beauty blender. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You could have like three things in your face is perfect. hundred percent.
0: Yeah, the, this uh, it cosmetics guys try it. Try the oil free one. Yeah. Um, and I'll do like a couple more things. I'll go quick. Uh, I also like an eyebrow brush. I cannot live without it. I like to brush my brows up always. Yeah. I like a bold, bold brow. Ardell one thirteen lashes okay. drugstore can't live without them. Yeah. Prime and curl my lashes with mascara usually better than sex or i just like great lash yeah and then ardell One Thirteen's on top and put ma- more mascara on and it looks like you have really long lashes i don't like eyeshadow at all i don't wear any interesting i just do like concealer on top and i really really like this this lip balm that i have in front of me which is h for love palmarosa it's amazing oh. But then I'm obsessed also right now. I have to shout this out with, and I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, Langley.
1: <laughs> oh, Laneige. I saw your Instagram last that's, night. That's
0: oh my Laneige gosh, sleeping
1: mask, the lip mask, the lip mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy
0: crap, that's it on works. my bed.
1: That's on my bedside table as well. It's really, really good. Why does that work so well? I, I think it's just is that thick layer of coverage that, especially when you're sleeping, the air is trying to zap moisture from you, and you wake up and you still feel like you have that on. I think it's just, like, very protective. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's good.
0: I mean, I think, too, everyone's worried about wrinkles on their face, Mm -hmm. but we're all sipping out of a straw. Yeah. I mean, these are things to think about. Why not put a sleep mask on at night? why not? Michael was using it last night. (laughs) Oh, he was? Yeah, he loved it. He's like, can I get some more of that? So that one's a good I was,
1: one. I was actually going to ask you what he steals from you. That was my question for him, but he's not here. All, I can give you everything he steals from me. <laughs> yeah.
0: He steals all Dr. Dennis, all Kate Somerville. He yeah. has a 10-step skin routine in the morning and night. And it's because we've interviewed skin experts. So yeah. I think he's he's cognitive of it. Yeah. He's still not, like I said, into the beauty side. He just is into skin.
1: He's uh. He's got like educated. Isn't so... that the
0: best thing about podcasts? Yeah. Don't you feel like it's... I mean, I've learned... 500 times more than
1: I did in college podcasting. I love your approach to your beauty routine in terms of all of the treatments that you get. You've been really open about shaving your face uh, you do videos about that you uh your procedure any kind of um procedures like your breast enhancement lip injections did you consciously decide i'm just gonna like put all of that out there or were you like you know what no one's talking about this i wanted to i want to talk about it
0: i always look for white space mm-hmm. i'm i'm like i i don't want, I want to be a leader in this space. And I think that you, I want, what I want from an influencer is for them to take a stance. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you stand for. And I think that that's what 2019 is going to be about. So for me, like, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with my community about what I'm doing. Because I I mean, that's what the blog started as. It's an inclusive community for people to share their tips and tricks. I really don't think it's a big, for, I for like personally, like if you're my friend I don't think it's a big deal yeah. that I shared my boob job or shaving my face but to a lot of women I think that's a taboo subject so yeah. if I can be someone in this space that's like yeah I shave my face like yeah. what's the big deal like yeah my husband told me that my mustache was sparkling in the sun on <laughs> la Like I'm like I'm I'm happy to be that person I've always been an overshare since I was born I'm just like if someone asks me a question I'm an overshare. yeah um so you know we've discussed everything from vagina steaming to camel toes to like I I brought them on my whole boob job journey um I got a boob job when I was 19 I talked about that on the blog and then one of them bottomed out when you know years later and I talked about that on the blog and I brought them along I think it's for me it's just easier and it's more fun and it's it's I think there's takeaways and I'm not telling anyone to do anything I'm just sharing my journey
1: yeah and I feel like that's probably your most popular some of your most popular content I'm guessing yes definitely definitely people are like okay she's legit she's doing these things and she's not hiding anything
0: definitely I think with celebrity too, the difference between celebrity and an influencer is that a celebrity's job is not to tell you every single thing they're mm-hmm. doing, right? Their, their their job is acting. I think as an influencer, it's sort of our job and our due diligence to be in touch with the community and to be open and to be responding and engaging. You know, when an influencer gets so big that, that in your fashion blogger and someone says, where'd you get those pants? And they don't answer. To me, it's like you're kind of not doing your job. Your yeah. job is to have that connection. So I try to answer all questions, all emails, all DMs. Um, you know, I drive my team crazy because I really want to make sure that I'm still connected to my audience on a day to day basis. That's
1: awesome. And I, so I just have a couple more questions no, fine. for you. If you weren't doing this, what would you and your husband be doing? That's a great question.
0: I would be two, I would be two things. I'd either be a brand consultant. I love branding. I'm obsessed with branding. Like the Sephora event, you asked me about beauty. All I can see there is brand. Yeah. I look, I want to see how how they content marketed to get there you know um, what colors they're using why they're using that font why things are placed certain ways why isn't the Instagram handle underneath there like I have I have so many ideas when it comes to branding so I would love to take a brand that's maybe a big brand and like refine it I love to refine it's interesting you're like
1: Carlene that's that was it would be what she she's really good at that and she would be doing that too. I have to meet her yeah you do I'm so sad she's not here and Do you ever get any haters on your Instagram or blog or podcast and do you, how do you respond to them?
0: Yeah, I get haters all the time. You do? Yeah. Um, After eight years, it's practice. I just don't care anymore. If someone's out there and they're listening and they have haters and they care, you can't build something meaningful and purposeful without haters. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like going through life unscathed and not and not having anything bad happen to you. You're going to go through life and get knocked down and have adversity. It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. You either rise to the occasion and play or you don't. And I think if I was sitting on the sidelines not doing anything that was purposeful to me, then then I wouldn't have any haters and that would be boring. I will respond to a hater on two occasions. If it's something that's constructive, so the other day I was snapping and driving and someone messaged me and they said, you know, can you not snap and drive? You know, my husband got in a car accident because a girl was on her phone and I responded and I'm like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I should not be doing that. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I won't do it again. S- like totally owned it. Yeah. If it's something that's so absurd, um, someone, someone the other day commented about something about something like my hair or something and I I, I, like I like I was I just responded like very um, to the point kind of like a Chrissy T I like like a um, what's it called a clap back what is that Was called a clap back a clap back I'll clap back sometimes just to be like you know what you're on my page in my space if you don't like it get off yeah that sometimes I'll respond but if it's something that's just so absurd I ignore it and
1: you don't delete it though no yeah
0: it's it's like if you're if you're feeling that's that's them coming yeah. onto my page and projecting something that yeah. they're dealing with
1: okay I almost I
0: almost feel bad sometimes for them yeah and then it's always a person with like one photo and yeah it's not the actual person I know
1: you just sort of wonder what like what is what's making that or compelling them to to do that totally like, if like you, you don't bad. have
0: haters though I mean you got to have haters yeah. that's part of the game yeah you're true. putting yourself out there you're gonna it's have true. haters
1: all right Final few questions. We're going to do rapid fire. What was your f- first job?
0: Hostess. First
1: car? Ford Explorer. <laughs> Dream podcast guest? Tim Ferris. Um, best behind the scenes wedding moment for you and Michael just got married.
0: So, the night before my wedding, I completely blacked out. Like like Medusa blacked <laughs> out and went bat shit crazy I think
1: he secretly liked it though he was like yeah I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lead then, with fear yeah finish the statement never would I
0: well oh, that's a good one never would I go in the sun without sunscreen <laughs> even going further than that never would I put one of those playboy bunny stickers on my lower hip like I did when I was 21 in the tanning bed <laughs>
2: i